Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Yeah, welcome to the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Over the plug. We back in the building. It's a Black and Brown TSR joint. I'm with my man, Dub H. Stevens, the Silverback. Yes, sir. What's going on, cousin? Good to see you, brother. Always, dog. And our man, Delvin Joyce, the People's Choice. What's the deal, fam? And joining us, one half of the super team from TSR, our man, OJ. They call him Juice, but we gonna call him Lima. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, homie. What's up, man? It's good to see you guys. Yeah, it's man. It's always good to see you, brother. Well, it's been a minute since we we were all of us in the same place. I should put it that way. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying to get an invite because everybody been hanging out with you on on the one on ones and seeing things, doing yeah. things. I'm I'm waiting on my invite, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you have an open invitation, man. You got to choose to be on that wall, man. <laughs> see, see, it's on wax. I'm gonna play that everywhere I go, dog. Yes, it's just legendary. And, and by the way, I think Body Moore has anointed him as Leonardo da Winsky. Leonardo da Winsky. That that episode was hilarious, man. That dude. After I listened to the episode, I literally <laughs> texted him with all the names, and I was just cracking up, yo. I mean, yeah. too, man. As, 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 as Matt Damon, I'm gonna have to change my signature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Burby, already, baby. Yeah, man. I've already updated my my uh, my Instagram. Instagram profile to Shake Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> a Shake Hooch. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. He's, dope. He's dope, man. It's funny. Yeah. Good dude, man. Good dude. Well, OJ, thanks uh, Thanks for dropping by. Obviously, you are the... We, we now have also affectionately called you the curator of dope whiskey experiences. Yes. Right? I mean, I had a maybe a top five whiskey experience with you in Manhattan a, uh, a few months back, right? I mean, that was that was so dope. Yeah. And the Silverback obviously hung out with you back in uh, at, at Wildlife for Whiskey. Whiskey. We went to a Willet uh, Willet event as, as well. Or Whiskey for Wildlife. Whiskey for Wildlife. Whiskey yeah, for right. Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so what's new with you and what's going on with TSR right now? Yeah, you guys caught me in like some of my favorite time. What some of my favorite things to do in general is just to like be able to roll, like hang with your homies, good friends, and just not be like have an agenda. So a couple times I was able to catch you cats with like days where I was like, look, I have no agenda. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to work. So that's always the best time. We can just hang out with friends, have good conversations. And then you're fortunate enough to drink uh, really good whiskey. And both times, you know, one day we were, you know, you and I, man, we were drinking $3,000 bottles. <laughs> right. Like you know. I, and by the yeah. way, I tried to convey that on the pod. I don't know that I did it justice. So for, for everybody listening who, who may not be familiar with The Last Drop, um, tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what that whole thing actually is and what it means. So The Last Drop was an independent company that was bought by Sazerac, um, you know, parent company of Buffalo Trace. And essentially what they do is hunt around the world um, for some of the best, most rare spirits. Most of it is whiskey. Um, They started with kind of scotch and other single malts. But now because of their affiliation with Buffalo Trace, they do do American whiskeys, but they have some rums. They have some um, cognac releases. And they're just a great group of people who really are like, it's only the best of the best for the best. So, you you know, it's going to hit you with a wallet. Um, but pretty regularly when they have events, uh, I get in New York, I get invited to them because of my um, um, connections with folks at um, Buffalo Trace. Now, don't be humble, bro. Don't be humble. Yeah, man. Because you know, you're the guy, bro. Hey, man, one-on-one OJ is different, right? <laughs> yes, sir. It is. <laughs> oh, my God. Event OJ is crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, one-on-one you know. OJ is different, man. He, he moves different for sure. 
you know, I mean, yeah, look, I'm him. I get it. <laughs> but, you know, there's people out there talking about their game, and then there's people out there who are showing you their game. That's right. Okay. There you go. Okay. Right. There you go. And then, so. and then, last plug for um, whiskey for wildlife. I mean, obviously, you've developed a relationship with Keith. Uh, ever since he finally accepted your call and let us do that barrel pick of the Ichiro, which is legendary. It's legendary. a legendary dodo. Legendary. So quick plug for Whiskey for Wildlife for next year for Keith and them. Yeah, man. I mean, Keith is Keith Barnes, who is the distiller, master distiller at um, Bainbridge, honestly has become like a big brother mentor to me since we started working with him because he's the one guy in all of the stuff I've done. He's the one guy that I can call up and be like, I have an idea. I'm thinking about doing this, who not only will give me honest and realistic feedback about it's a good idea, it's a bad idea, He'll, he knows whether or not it can be executed, but then he's also down to do it. So, you know, the one thing that's transitioned for me this year is I've been starting to think about doing my own blends, um, other than just obviously picking the single barrels and other stuff we do, but doing more advanced projects. Mm-hmm. And there have been some distilleries who we've worked with who we pick single barrels from, who a lot of you probably never heard of before we put them on TSR, who I went to and said, hey, I would like to be able to buy some some barrels from you to do my own project. And some of them flat out said, you know, we're going to sit this one out. Thank thank you, but no thank you. Oh, and I, was honestly pretty, I was honestly pretty surprised by that. I get that people are going to say, oh, well, you know, the, the barrels are at a premium. They're hard to come by. But from my perspective, as a person who has, you know, done not just marketing for some of I mean, retail for some of these places, but the marketing to bring in new audiences to them, I was pretty surprised um, that they were unwilling to uh, work with me on some of my own projects. Um, and that certainly has been a transition and something I've been thinking about this year, which is, you know, simply, if you don't really want to work with me and Pierre the way that we want to be worked with, then you probably won't see your bottle on Taste Select Repeat being sold at retail. <laughs> wow, so, wow. So, so we're in the middle of the Kick Rocks initiative then. I like and, it. And that's, that's just kind of what it is. No, because, I mean, look, there's just there's too much going on. There isn't enough time. Um, you know, we want to honor the people that have been, you know, the friends of the program who've been hanging with us. We're trying to do new and interesting things all the time. And if you don't want to do those new and interesting things with us, then I'm not really interested in doing business with you as a retailer. That's just what it is. You know, like I'm not showing up to your distillery and, to, and Pierre showing up to your distillery to take all kind of amazing photos and do video and do this social media and, and get people to learn about your brand and like your brand through us. If you don't also want to work with us on other cool projects we want to do. Amazing. You know, that's product. just that's just what it is moving moving forward. Yeah, and and the Silverback had a chance to talk about that experience at Wildlife for Whiskey on the yeah, show. He said did. it was uh, Amazing, fantastic, yeah, and yeah. and he said, yeah, I mean, he said you move different in uh, in those circles. Yeah, well, you talk Keith funny. and I have been <laughs> Keith and I have been working on. You know, we've worked on many things over the last couple of years now, and we've talked about a lot of different stuff um, because he was, you know, one of the people, like I said, who was actually interested in what I want to do. Right. Like you go visit these distilleries and they're mainly like, oh, you know, here's the Rick house. Here's the tasting room. Let's do the thing. Like, let us tell you all about our thing. Um, and, and that's OK. And I'm OK with that because I enjoy 
going to these businesses and highlighting these businesses. But Keith is a guy who, while you're in his space drinking his whiskey, one, wants your feedback on his whiskey, and two, will then say to you, well, hey, I perceive this like this is a relationship for me. This is a, a relationship I want to be mutually beneficial. And so I recognize what you're doing for me because I'm a local brand, right? I've service these people here. I have fans all over the place, but really my, my, you know, my stronghold is the, is the Northwest. And you were one of the people that opened the door to people outside of the Northwest to my brand and everything we do. So I appreciate that. And you tell me what I can help you with. Right. And it's just, I don't know. I think we're just in a weird space right now in the United States and everything everywhere where people are like, what can I help you with, right? Everything is about me, 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 right, me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, How can you, you know, I, further my agenda? Yeah, everybody's right. favorite radio station is W-I-I-F-N. What's <laughs> yes. in it for me? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a pound. So, so here's Keith, you know, and, and, and this was, you know, I don't want to get all emotional and like about it, but, I mean, it was about a year ago. Let it out, bro. Let it out, yeah, man. You can cry on this podcast, though. Safe space called the internet. But it was about a year ago <laughs> called Spotify. It was about a year ago when I, I went to him and I was like, look, man, here's all the things I want to do. I'm running into all these roadblocks. I also like, you know, me and Pierre are running this business. We have so many things to do. We're so busy. I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate this and like which way to go. And he literally said to me, I will help you with anything that you need. You can call me at any time. We can discuss it at any time. And I would just be happy to, you know, be a friend and a mentor because, you know, what I'd said to him was, I, I, you know, we Pierre and I started this on a on a whim on a humble from, on a humble from a hobby. <laughs> and so when I had the combo with him, I was like, look, man, we, you know, we didn't have anyone to show us what to do. We figured this all out on our own, like how to get the licenses, how to, you know, do the you know, how to do the retail, how to do the technology. You know, we made all the relationships on our own. We did all that stuff. And now we're moving into a space where I want to do something different. I don't know how to do any of it. Right. You know, and it would be so much easier if I had someone who could tell me like, yeah, that's a dead end. That's the right direction. That's the wrong direction. There's a short term gain you're going to get out of this. There's the long term gain. And he has courageously stepped up to be that person for me, which I got to I respect a lot because you know, I got big and crazy ideas in my mind and everything I do and anything I put my mind to, in this case, whiskey, like, I'm always trying to do something different and better than other people. Do. Yeah. And here I am trying to do that almost with no resources because I'm not a distillery. Right. Um, so I'm trying to do this thing that I think is a great idea that in most cases, a lot of people haven't thought about. And it's um he's been the guy that stepped up and been like yo I'm willing to help you execute. Dope. So I love that. Me too, man. Hey, real so, real quick. So respect I, to him. I uh this is plug here. I have a question. Um so so we had an opportunity to to kind of um get a preview of the project you're trying to work on right now. Uh did you go into that with any kind of profile in mind when you set out to take on this venture? Um yeah, I mean, all right. So we don't have to beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to drop special details about yeah, it. I just yeah, want to know so, about yeah, the profile yeah, and the flavor because this it's really good. I mean, you know, just yeah. just for our listeners, man, this is this is really groundbreaking right now. And I think it's going to be a game changer yeah, when it does. Hit. Really, I mean, what what you know what uh, what OJ's about to give you is, is pretty. It's pretty on the cutting edge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you. I appreciate it because I know you guys have tried it. And yes, Lord. Everyone who's, everyone who's tried it has really has really <laughs> loved it and got, given me really great feedback. And I saw it in real time, dog. I mean, you know, not the, you know, not the, you know, but just. I mean, I saw it in real time. You giving it to to people, so not um, not homers either. I, no, not homers. I mean, right. I mean people. You know, who are... in, in in you know in the event we we spoke about earlier. Um, in the event with with um, a lot of whiskey on the tables, you know, it wasn't an event like you go to someone bottle share and it's like two or three bottles on the table or whatever or five. Um, we you know we were at an event and it was. Several bottles, several tables, and it was all over the place. And, and you got tremendous feedback from from something that you're working on. Yeah, I mean, there was there was Dusty's there dating all the way back to Prohibition before mm. Prohibition. Exactly. So, um, the the short of it is, uh, I have this um, this this um, other project I've been of blends I've been working on, something I've wanted to do for a while, and um, the broad idea was. I wanted to be very particular about the people I would work with, um, and I wanted people I'd worked with that I've had great relationships with to have some basically have some DNA in the in the blends that I do. Um, and to me, it's something a, a strat a, a, that is done a lot in like craft beer, but not really in the whiskey space, where you get a bunch of different brands to kind of collaborate on on some blends. And so that's was kind of the crux of the idea. It's it's called Kinfolk Trust. Um, and so I wanted to go and grab some barrels from different people that I really like to work with and do things that are just outside of their scope because they're so booked and busy with their own stuff. Right. right. So be right. like, I know something great over here. I know something great over here. I want to put these things together. Um, and, and things that they so would, you're never, like DJ they would never. DJ Collins is do. what you are, right? You're like DJ Collins, right? Yeah, I'd say more like red alert. <laughs> and, and by the way, you just kind of glazed over that. So let me just for our listeners, let more me just, like premiere. Let, let me let me just make sure I I outline this. So OJ Lima from Taste Like Repeat has a solo project called Kinfolk Trust. Right? How did Correct. you come up with the name Kinfolk Trust? What does that exactly mean? Well, me and my boy um, Caleb Santana, who I reference a lot as the guy who originally got me into whiskey. Um, um, he knew I had an idea of something I, of something I wanted to do. Mm. And I, he had been with me on multiple occasions where I was blending different things, really like I was blending samples from different places that we had, that we had been. And um, I started to explain to him, hey, this is, this is what I think I want to do. I want to take um, some of these uh, distilleries that I really like to work with and I want to blend, blend their things together to, to come up with this, this cool blend of my own. And in that regard, that's why I say, you know, I went to these people and said, hey, I want to have your DNA in my project. Um, and I want to be able to highlight it, but I want to be able to highlight your stuff in a way that you don't necessarily do for yourself um, or can't do for yourself or don't know how to do for yourself because you don't even know some of these other places exist, even though you may be similar. So Caleb um, and I were rapping. We started working and kind of thinking about talking about a name and this and that. And we just came up with the idea. And, you know, he was just really kind of, get, you know, doing what a good friend does, which is questioning me and saying well you know how do you perceive these people and these companies and I was like well you know they're like family but they're not family and he was like well what's another word for family you know I was like okay so it's like you know people who you're just you're cool with who you're not related to it's kind of like your homies your kin whatever and I was like oh kinfolk so I started to think about that I wanted to use that word because you know the way I think about it like um, all of these all of these blends that I'm going to do 
are about me working with people who are my kinfolk. Trust came into it because I wanted to not just, you know, come out and say, oh, yeah, I have this brand and this is what it is. But I want to think of it more of a, as a barrel trust, um, you know, much more like you think about it, commodities, a trusted commodities, which is, you know, we have we're going to have a group of barrels under management. Um, from time to time, we're going to blend said barrels and we're going to release them. Um, and it could be a different blend every time, but it's really to demonstrate the, you know, the, the, um, the quality of the barrels that we keep in trust. Wow. So I came up with the name Kinfolk Trust. Um, the label is pretty cool. Uh, people who know, who know me for a while will kind of see the imagery and understand it. Um, but there's a, a hummingbird on the label who, who is essentially actively, um, taking pollen from a flower, um, and those are images that came from my wife, who is a, a painter, uh, who is uh, Mexican, but, you know, American citizen, has become an American citizen. And she does a lot of painting of um, animals and insects that migrate between Mexico and the United States. Oh, that's So dope. she had a hummingbird in one of her paintings, and I really loved it. And I asked her to paint one that would represent me, and she did that. And so the idea between, um, you know, the hummingbird and the flower that are on the label is that essentially I go from flower to flower like hummingbirds do, uh, or distillery to distillery like hummingbirds go from flower to flower. And I take pollen from each one and I cross-populate them, and that's how you get all these beautiful flowers to grow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yo, that's bars. Bro. Dude, I'm that's sitting bars. here mesmerized by this story, man. It's awesome, bro. You, you must you be like me? you must be like an Ivy League marketing guy. Right? Well, no, League. All I gotta say is when I asked my wife to do the images of the hummingbird and the flower, so the hummingbird will always stay the same in terms of its positioning, its color, what it looks like. The flower will change and the flower will represent you know, the color of the flower will represent whatever is in the whatever spirit is in the bottle. Um, I thought but, you I thought you were gonna say the season of release release, like yeah. when you release it to whatever what I season. Will say, what I will say for those of us all of us out there who are married, who at any point in time ask our wives to work with us on a project. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait! My, my wife built my bourbon room, so yeah, that, that was that was Good the best part, man. Because that we was free reign. Oh there was wow! A lot of ladies out there. There was a lot of ladies out there hoping that you know, hoping hoping it was going to go a different way. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we pulled through. Do uh, you? Do you? We together, but it definitely tested the limits of our of our marriage. Do yeah. you? Do you guys say that you are kin to someone or related to someone? I kind of use both. Yeah, it, it, I it, it, both. It so it depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. All right, it's very conversational. So I'm, if I'm, I'm talking, curious. if I'm talking to us, I'm like, yeah, I'm kin to you know, that's my cousin. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. If I'm talking to somebody who's not us, I'd be like, yeah, we're related. What do you? Yeah. What do you? What about yeah, you I, I'm the same. Yeah, I, I say kin sometimes. I was yeah. like, yeah, this it's my. Kin. It's basically code switching. Yeah. So so OJ, speaking of wives, I said the first, like when I first started dating my wife, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm kin to that guy, and she had no idea what that meant. Well, she's really? from Maryland. She's from Maryland, bro. Yeah, she's from well, Maryland. She above the Mason. Yeah, Dixon but I mean, when she came from the islands. Yeah, yeah well, her, 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 her islands. Yeah. And then I had to say I'm related to, and then, that was the first time that I oh, ever realized oh, yeah, that that's me, brethren. Them. Yeah, my brethren. Me brethren, <laughs> so so OJ, I love the idea for for kinfolk trust. I love what you are actually doing, and I guess overall, what is your your high level vision? Not really getting into the specifics at yeah, this point, I, but what, yeah, but what sure would you say is your high level vision for yeah. you know how to release this, who it's available to, so on and so forth? Well, it'll it'll obviously be in TSR. Okay. Yep. 
you know, <laughs> obviously, obviously. Uh, it'll be on its it'll be on its own site. Um, it may potentially be in the gift shops of the um, the brands that I do the particular barrels with, um, and in those places. But I think high level, you know, the last three years have been of doing TSR have been you know we just had our three year anniversary October. 1. Hey, congratulations, congratulations, man! Hey, about to go to kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. Um, it's been really complicated, man, because I just think running a small business right now in this country is really is just really hard. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what industry you're in or what you're doing, it's just really hard because the big businesses, um, the, 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 the economy is so tilted towards these big businesses that they're using their size and their strength to squeeze out a lot of smaller businesses. And so I fall into the space of smaller businesses. So it's been very dodge, dip, duck. Be creative, be cool, <laughs> like figure out, a, you know, figure out a better way to build a mousetrap. But at every time we do something at, at TSR and we do it well and we get shine for it, like usually there's been a door that has been closed because of it, because larger retailers are looking at it and being like, oh, they're having success with that. Well, how do we shut that? Not how do we compete with them in that space? How do we shut that door? Right. How wow. do we shut that door so they don't have access to. You know, and so what we've seen this year, and I'm sure a lot of stores would say this is, there's less access to specialty products than there has been in the past for smaller for smaller retailers, and and we have seen that as well. Um, so the last three years have been hardcore, like business, being business minded, business development, marketing, ad sales, you know, production, you know, execution, all of these things, and so this, which is something like I didn't want it to be bogged down in just being like, oh, this is just a new business that I'm doing, you know, it's business never personal. You know, I, you know, I really was like, I just want this to be the fun thing for me, the, the whiskey thing that is fun for me to do. I feel very confident that it's going to be a, you know, one, 100% business, but I just don't want to put the business before the fun, right? I wanted to, for myself, recapture all the fun, like the things that used to make whiskey to me exciting like i used to hunt all the time but i don't anymore just right. because you know it's hard to find you're not going to find those things and also because i'm too busy like i used to spend more time hanging with the fellas like drinking and sharing bottles but we don't anymore because people got kids and people got jobs and people are traveling and all of those like small things that have been degraded over the last couple of years because now it's a business for me and not just a hobby i wanted for myself to be able to recapture that so, oh that's dope at the, at the front of my mind is like, I have to be happy with it. You know, I, you know, it has to make me excited. It has to put a smile on my face. I have to enjoy the people I'm doing it with. And it kind of really resonated for me finally. Like all these quotes you hear, like the, you know, the masters say when they're like, the whiskey's done when it's done or like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not right until, you know, it doesn't matter if, the age statement is right if the whiskey isn't correct and all of that kind of stuff like it finally hit me in that regard that I was like I get it now like if you don't look at the production and creation of these of these bottles as a creative endeavor and something you put your creative juices in then yeah it just does become a mundane kind of business task and this is not something that I want to be that this is something I want people to like try and be like oh wow like OJ really put his foot in this and like really did a cool job. And the reason I was able to do that is because I didn't have any constraints to think about it. Like, oh, well, you know, 
I have to get, you know, the barrels at this and sell them for that and only do this thing and, and put all these limitations. I literally was just like, look, I'm going to go and take these different barrels that I have, start blending them and make the dopest drop I can do right now. And then we're going to let that go where it may. And then before I start working on the next one. Well, wow. I'm, I'm going to go on wax That's and say, fine. first off, the, the bottle is dope. The bottle, the bottle design dope. is dope. Yeah. The label is dope. And I've tasted the juice on the inside. Yes, sir. Yeah. The juice. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm just yeah. telling I don't think our and, listeners are ready for it. And I think, you know, um, the sample that I brought back, um, that was all that was left. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he gave me a certain, you know, that was what was left. And I literally... Move it to the side, so I, you know, you know, say, you know, save a little bit for you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. He intentionally moved this. I did. I did. So he was the he was the deal. Yeah, was, I did. So interesting because because Will was literally there from from jump. Will. It will. So, <laughs> yeah, he, you know. He's not slapping nobody. Yeah. Exactly, so this, man. So this, so That's a peer education release. there. <laughs> yeah. This first release is a blend of barrels from, um, and I'm willing to talk about this part. But now I'm going to get all, you know, Sherry and Mark Carter and be like, stop asking me stuff about it because I don't want to tell people how I did it and what I did and all that stuff yeah. in the mass bill and how old it is because Man, shit. Walk what your, I've learned walk in the last walk, three dog. years, what I've learned in the last three years, it's not about me trying to be transparent with people and let them know what's in it, but people just keep taking my ideas. <laughs> stop, <laughs> so stop, now I stop stealing I the proprietary hold, tech, big people. Right, I got to, I got to keep it, I got to keep it close. I got to keep it close to the vest. So in this particular case, um, I took um, a, um, some, you know, some product that I got from Macaulay Minton and Dark Arts, which is in Kentucky. And oh, that's okay. My guy. He, he's and launching his joint. Yeah, yeah. He's launching his joint. And, um, and uh, Keith and Bainbridge, and I worked on stuff that I got from the two of them to put it together, to put the blend together. Oh, that's dope, so, man. So, so Will was there in like real time. <laughs> Because yeah, who's Will? I was Thursday, the, the morning, the day he got there, yeah, was the was the day that I came up with the with the final formulation. Yeah, and dude, and, and, and you know, okay, real quick, man, and I knew. <laughs> OJ had something, you know, because because when I met up with dude, he was like glowing. Oh, I yeah. can tell, man. I can tell. So you know what? He's on to something today because I can tell you were really excited about it. He was on one. Yeah, he was on one for I, sure. I was I was excited because yeah. I finally there were some. I was supposed to do this back in April, and I had to postpone it because of some family stuff. And then it was June. I had to postpone it. And then I was occupied all summer with other family related stuff. So I just didn't. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it. I, you know, I just had to. There were other things I had to take precedence. So I had to wait. And so I had been patient for you know a good multiple months before I could really sit down and put my mind to it and be in the space with my people. And so I was excited to finally complete it. It felt like definitely a, a you know um, a mission accomplished moment. Oh, it's um, nice. So, so that was good. And it was also like one of those moments where you've challenged yourself, you know, you've challenged yourself to do something, but you, and you also think you can do it. You think you can do it. You think you know what you're talking about. And then you actually finally do it. And then not only that, but like the, the feedback that you get is really positive. So what was there when I pulled out the very first bottle? Yep. Right. Like when I made the three bottles that day, when I did the formulation, one of them went with, I picked Will up. 
Bill, it's Bill, bro. It's either Bill or the Silverback or Sheik Hooch. Let me let me explain this. This is different tax bracket right here. You know how you meet a guy and he's like, you say, hey, hey, my name's Delvin. And when you meet him, they're like, hey, Del. I can't let him keep disrespecting my guy like that. It's not Will, bro. He's got a different relationship, so, you know. He's behind the curtain, man. It's good, man. It's good. Okay, so you pick Will up. I pick Will up. So here's what happened. Bill up, and then he put his cape on, and then he was like, "Yo, I'm Bill now." <laughs> you Yo, know? you know, he you was know, like, "I'm not in the office today, so I'm no longer Bill. I'm Bill now." <laughs> so uh, I picked him up. We went to go see some other homies um, and and uh, friends out there, and I brought the first bottle, and it was literally like an hour and a half old. Um. And I was still nervous about it. And so I was like, oh, I think you guys should try it on the rocks. Man nervous. I was like, I think it's good, but I think you guys should try it on the rocks because the proof is, you know, the proof is a little higher. I think You know, we're drinking it. We'll see. They tried it on the rocks. They liked it. But then they were like, nah, let's just try it neat. And then they were all like, yeah, this is a hit. So then a couple days later, you know, um, we had the event. And at the event, essentially, I had all these single barrels on the table of things that we had done, all the independent single barrels. And people came by, they tried a bunch of stuff, and anyone who tried a reasonable amount of things, I would then be like, oh, I got this one other bottle I want you to try. Give me your feedback on it. It hasn't come out yet. And so people were, like, trying it, and they were like, yo, this is, like, the best thing I tasted all day. Right, exactly. People were coming... Yeah. Other people were coming back being like, yo, I was told I got to come to this table to try yeah. the bottle with the hummingbird. I have to ask for the bottle with the hummingbird on yo, it. Yo, when they're asking for the hummingbird bottle, you know word of mouth is getting yeah, around, yo. For real, you, that's mouth. I'm telling you, man. And real quick, I got to tell you, being a supporter of the podcast, and yeah. I'm going to stunt real quick for, for the three amigos. Yes, sir. We have one supporter of our podcast, and I told him, I said, yo, I'm sending you something special. You can't talk about this shit. But this is what it is. I sent him the picture that I posted. It was blurred out. He said, yo, I can't even Google the bottle. I said, that's the point. That's the point. I said, you can't talk about it. I said, trust me, it's OJ's baby that's coming down the pipe. We don't talk about it's it. It's Fight Club. It's Fight Club. Yeah. But you'll enjoy this joint. Yeah. He's excited. You sent him yeah. a sample? I'm sending him a sample. Oh, wow. I didn't know you had any left, man. But right. um, I got enough for him yeah. and me. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. The, you know, the, you know, you know. When he, you know, he mentioned earlier, people, you know, asking for you know a sample of uh, the hummingbird. Um, it was almost like they were, they were whispering. They were like, <laughs> they were like, um, it was, I was uh, kind of, uh, hey, um, yeah, I was, you know, uh, ask for the hummingbird. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, we got you over here. Yo, can, <laughs> and, and that's, that's so a it was dope cool logo because too. I didn't know any of these people. Right, right. he didn't know anybody. It's a, yeah, it's a charity event. So the charity event is such that. There's all these tables. There's dusty bottles from Keith's collection. There's all these big brands with their bottles there. Yep, so it was like Beam had a table with all their new bottles. All that, all yes. the, you know, you know, um, you know, just all of the, all these different Scotch brands. All these big, not just like oh, local brands to the Northwest. No, no man. it was these like international there was a, brands. It was right. There was like a brands. Beam table, a Diageo table. Yes, you know. Uh, I have, you know, I have, uh, having held to all fours, you know, like a brown foreman table, like, and on each one of those tables, it was like, oh yeah, I'm at the beam tape, beam table. And here's some, you know, uh, old crow from the fifties. Here's some old granddad from the thirties. Here's, wow, here's shit. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so to think that people had the opportunity to go to all these places and try all these different tables and try all this other stuff and that they were coming over 
asking for it and being like, yo, this is one of the best things I had all day. To me, I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I like, yep, I told you, <laughs> I'm about to dunk on you fools. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so, so note to our listeners. I know, I know, you, you know, your pockets might be light right now, pockets a little but, you, but you might want to save something because yeah. the, the first kinfolk trust release yeah. Could be imminent. If, I don't you, want, if your I don't, kids are already in community college, you might have to save on, you know, get used yeah. books. Use books yeah. first semester. I, I don't want to put any dates out, but yeah. it, it could be imminent. And I promise you, this is a release you do not want to miss. You now, don't want to miss it, dog. Now, now OJ, um, a.k.a. Leonardo DeWhiskey, um, <laughs> obviously taste select repeat is my favorite retailer true story like i don't i don't hunt anymore i just go to taste select repeat and i buy on taste select repeat mm-hmm. it's it's as easy as you know one two three um oh and so you guys have been in the industry now you celebrated your third anniversary what what would you say has been the shift that you've seen in consumerism in whiskey because i feel like during the pandemic you know, we saw a lot of bottles, right? We saw a lot of consumption. And what have you seen, I guess, as a shift over the last three years? Well, I mean, there's a few different things, right? There's, and and there's, a few, there's a few different things and there's a few different lenses to it, right? There's the lens of the consumer and then there's kind of the lens of the, the suppliers, the distilleries. So I think with American whiskey, right? American whiskey just went boom and exploded. Yeah. Part of the reason it exploded was because there were a lot of new consumers who came in the market. A lot of those consumers were um, black, Latino. They maybe had been drinking other stuff that they got tired of. They discovered American whiskey and were like, oh, wow, Like there's a high quality level on this. I want to find more, right? So three, four, five years ago, there were all these bottles, right? Everyone was obsessed with um, hunting <laughs> and finding things. And now so much less so because the reality feels like there isn't an, a chance, a snowball's chance in hell for you to walk into a store and see a Weller 12 on the shelf for 80 bucks. Or even a Weller Antique 107. At yeah. all. I At mean, all. Like, you can't even find a Weller Special Reserve, but keep going. Yeah, so I think, um, so that has happened, and there's been a concerted effort, I think, um, and, and this is, I think, actually a flaw on the supplier side, right, which is, you know, you always ride with the people that got you to the dance. So this explosion happens. Uh, people are still want to hunt. They still want to get these bottles. They had previously been getting these bottles at their local mom and pop stores. And now they can't because the big box stores are going to the suppliers and going to the distributors and being like, we want all the product. Give us all the product. Sell us all the product. And I think the suppliers mistakenly are looking at it like, oh, well, sales is sales, right? So as long as we're selling more, it's all good, right? Right? Because we're making more money. But now you've created a scenario where all of your new consumers who used to, who like part of the, the joy was not just getting a good bottle, but going and supporting your local small business. All right. Right? So now the consumers can't do that. Because they know when they go into the shop, if the shop has it, the shop has to put the price through the roof to accommodate for all the other bottles they had to buy to get that bottle of blends. Right. Right. Oh, okay. So I get it now. They've, okay. They've fractured the relationship between the new consumer in particular and the in their local liquor store. And what their expectation is is, well, you can go to Costco, you can go to Total Wine, you can go to Binnie's, right? But <laughs> let's just say you're. In, uh, in our case, black or brown, 
right? Ooh, I like that. You may not want to, and this is what I don't think they've thought about. You may not feel comfortable getting in a car and driving to this store that's in another neighborhood where you don't know anyone who works there to then ask for, right? To then ask for something. It's so annoying to have to ask a salesperson for something, especially when you know it's limited and you don't know these people because it's like there's a high likelihood that they're going to clown you or be obnoxious. Right. Yeah. True story. Right. Yeah. Right. So they've taken the product away from the stores and away from the people that help them elevate to the level that they're at right now. They're always going to have their core consumers. They're always going to have middle class white guys from the South and the Midwest. They're always going to have those consumers. They've made it harder for those consumers because the price points have gone up. But the, the new people that came in the market that really blew it up and, and not just blew it up in terms of recommended to their friends, but blew it up on social media. They've now isolated those people because you no longer have the relationship that you had before with your local place because you can't. And you got to sympathize with those with those retailers. Right. Like all the consumers now are smart enough to know all the customers are smart enough to know now why the bottles are priced the way that they are, what the racket is going on behind the scenes. That makes a liquor store say a Blanton's is now you know two hundred dollars. Yeah. So the consumers know it's not the fault of the retailer. Right. Right. So so so, are, so with all that, are you seeing a shift in buying habits? I guess is the question. Yes, because you know what we won't do. What we won't do is wait for some shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. a true story. <laughs> you know, like just because we like some shit, don't mean we gonna wait for it. Right. So if if I can't get it. Right. If I can't get it, then I'm just going to go get something else. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and this is also part of the reason why I think you're seeing this explosion with tequila is because there's a lot of quality tequilas out there. Number one, one hand. And then there's a lot of tequilas that are fashioned to meet the standards of the American palate. So you got you got both things covered. It's made by people of color. They're Mexican. Right. right? It's cheaper. And it's more readily available. So to me, it's just like it is almost like the same fumble that whiskey companies made when they got knocked out by vodka, by absolute, that they're making now is that they've taken the short road to say, oh, well, we're just going to go big ticket store. There's more sales. We're going to spin this whole story about we don't have enough and we're doing what we can do. But they're not going they're not doing their job as suppliers and, and going to the people that buy from them and saying, hey, look, Costco, we value your business. We, we, Shots fired. You know, we, total, total wine, total wine, Vinny's, uh, you know, BevMo. We value your business and we know we wouldn't be in business without you because you sell, you move so many units. But look, the whole thing caves in on itself if people can't shop local. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing as like when you when one day it clicks in your mind when you're driving around your neighborhood and you're like, there's a bank. You're like, there's a Wells Fargo. There's a CVS. There's a Subway. There used to be a mom and pop diner over there, but they went out of business and there used to be a like it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you you put the smaller businesses out of business because you decide you're only going to cater to the mega stores then you ultimately are going to lose a lot of consumers. And we, as much as people will front, we shop local. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. Like, yeah. we buy a lot of stuff. We're consumers, so we'll buy sneakers, 
We'll buy all this other different stuff. Oh, look at that. I'm I really living in New York. That, that's, yo, why, yo, that's why Harlem, I love Harlem New York. is popping. I love it, dog. <laughs> that's real world stuff right there. You know what I mean? It's, life is happening. You know, we, we buy, we're, consu- we're, we're hardcore consumers, so we buy all sorts of stuff for all sorts of reasons. But the one thing we definitely do is shop in our own neighborhood, half because we want to go in those places and give everyone a hard time about how their shit could be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken wings never crispy enough. Beef patties never baked right. Right. You know, we always got to have a beef. You know, so, you know, they're just, they're missing out on, the suppliers are missing out on that and they're taking, to me, what's the easy money and what happens when you take the easy money and, and I was kind of alluding to this earlier is, right, now... Total Wine is like, oh, well, we never really cared about barrel picks. Now we care about barrel picks. Mm. Well, you know what happens when you go into Total Wine? They got like a whole row of barrel picks because they don't have anyone good to select their barrel picks. They don't have anyone who's got any skills. Or they just said to the distillery, yo, just send us whatever you want because this is a business transaction. So now that's also been deva- that's also been devalued. Yeah, we'll right? just slap like, a sticker on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Like, because that's not their intent. Their intent is not to go and do what me and Pierre do. And when we bring all the people and and when we do all that, that's not their intent. Their intent is literally to buy up the product and put it on lock so other people can't get it. That's their intent. Whether the barrel pick is good or bad doesn't make a difference to them. Mm. What they care about is that TSR doesn't have a barrel pick, that, you know, all the other stores that are small like us, that they don't have the product. That's all they care about. And and by the way, you wow. you were one of the first people to put us on game, you know, because we were just like most people. Um, I think I said this on an episode recently that you know when you're young in the game, you chase you, you the, chase alloc- the, the allocated yeah, yeah. stuff. That's what you, you chase do. them, dog. That's um, what you do. Yeah. But you know, you put us on game and said, really, the real the real allocated stuff, the real unicorn, the real dodo bird, if you will, are the single barrel barrel yeah. picks curated by people like you and Pierre yeah. from TSR. So. I guess for you, are you seeing a shift for consumerism away from allocated products and maybe toward maybe some of those dodo birds that that we would talk about on like a TSR website or seal box? There's a there's a there's a two there's a two edged sword to this, right? Which is like people. I think there's so many. There's been so much mimicry. No disrespect, but there's been so much mimicry. And so many people thinking that they can do what we do. And it's not just us, right? It's like, there's level, there's levels to this. There's yeah. levels. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. No, talk you, talk did, your shit. No, dog, be totally it's, disrespectful. Look, there's levels to this. Yeah, because like, yeah, I want to talk about these levels in a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like jujitsu. It's like jujitsu. There's, there's, there's black belts. There's purple belts. There's blue belts. There's, I don't know what's under that. Because that's, that's where I was many years ago. Green but belts. There's, there's levels to this. And there's people out there. Who, as far as I'm concerned, don't are do not have the proper belt to be selected single barrel. Hey dog, hey dog, you shouldn't even have a gi on. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> first no. off, hey, by the way, I love I love that my guy is going on wax and, and actually putting that out there. I love That's that, funny, dog. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You, you're like a cornerback in the NFL. Like cornerbacks are the cockiest people. And by the way, I'm not saying you're cocky, but cornerbacks, you know, no, it's a little cocky. cocky. It's all good. I love that. Look, yeah. I mean, talk your shit. It, it, I, look. To me, there's a difference between being cocky and being qualified, and I'm qualified. Ooh. Yo, that is a certified bar. That's a bar. You know, and and, and I'm not the only one. I'm not being like, oh, it's me or or nobody. There's tons of people out there who do really great stuff, but there's also 
a bunch of companies who just aren't doing it and they're deferring to the distilleries to do it for them. So the distilleries are just saying, yo, here's a bunch of barrels we don't don't need or don't want or whatever. So this is an easy sale. Boom, we just made a bunch of racks. Yeah. Then there's other people. <laughs> then there's other then there's other stores who don't have the store owners who don't have the skill level so they're asking people to do it for them and some of those people don't have the skill level now you don't get the skill level until you learn until you do it and and this and that so i'm not trying to knock anyone's dreams and be like don't 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 try to be like me because i get it it's really it looks really attractive from the outside to try to be this so i totally get however however you know you have to be cognizant when you're doing what we do about like what you're really what you're really buying this is a transaction so when you get hyped and you get excited and you don't have rules and regulations to the way that you select these barrels and you go to a place, it's very easy to end up with a dud because you haven't set any guidelines or, or, or you know, you haven't set any guidelines. You have no plan. You have no strategy as to where you're going to pick. It's very easy to walk away with a dud, right? It's very hard to say no thank you um, even if you feel in your heart that the product that you're, the products you're selecting from are not good enough. Right, I get right? it. Right, but a lot of people don't have that experience, and they don't have that training. And there's a bunch of them out there releasing these single barrels. Man, my guy um, uh, Tao was like, he did like a thing with another guy. It was like an Instagram live, and he was like, "Our single barrels dead," and the other guy was like, "They're totally dead. Like it's a wash. There's so many bad ones out there." And I was like, "Yo, I agree with I, I agree with you. There are so many bad ones out there." And so because of that, to get back to your question, this is what I'm seeing. The trend has been well. For single barrels, I'm only gonna buy. I only now I'm gonna buy from the from like people I really really like no 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 respect, and then I'm gonna retriangulate that to not only does it have to be TSR, but it has to be a brand I'm interested in, right? Mm-hmm. Right? They're not just gonna be like even though they know that what we do is dope, they're not just necessarily gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word 100 on this new brand I never heard of. And the problem is that that hurts independent brands because those are the brands you never heard of. Right. What a lot yeah. of people are doing is being like, well, I'm going to fall back maybe because their discretionary spending is a little bit um, less this year because the economy. Maybe it's because they just have so many bottles at home. Who knows what the reason is? But, you know, those those are two scenarios. But they're saying, I know that I also want to go and have a tried and true bottle that I drink on a regular and I really like. So uh-huh. if I know I like Knob Creek 12 year. And I know Knob Creek 12, year, 12 years consistently, I don't know, 70 bucks. Then I want to make sure that I'm going to buy Knob Creek 12 year instead of buying a barrel pick from this guy, Joe Blow, who is on Instagram saying, yo, I just did a barrel pick for this store. Right. Yeah. You know? So, you know, so, yeah, you know, you know, you know, going back to, you know, what you said earlier about, you know, being qualified and all that kind of stuff. So. Kind of walk through us your you know your qualifications and the stuff that you've been up to when it comes to like spirit competitions. I'm like, where do I begin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, start from go to Z. Once upon a time is always good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because yeah. so I mean, you know, you know, you know, you've been busy, bro. You you've been busy. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a nutty year, man. For 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 both of for both of us, me and Pierre, right? Like we're just we're mad busy. We don't live in a in this in the same place anymore. We have kids. We're trying to be family men. We're trying to be great dads. We're trying to be great husbands. And then on top of that, we're trying to pick great barrels. And then also um, be open minded to all the new things that come our way. So this year, a thing that came my way pretty heavy was people coming to me and saying, will you judge our spirits competition? Okay. 
So the first one was the Barley Corn Awards, which I did in the, I think the spring, the beginning of the you know the in the spring summer. Then it was New York World Wine and Spirits, which is like the little brother to San Francisco World Wine and Spirits. Then it was the Concourse to Spirits, which is affiliated with um, SOMCON, Sommelier Conference. And then uh, the last one will be for, um, again, I'm going to do the fall version of uh, Barley Corn Awards. There are a couple more that I want to do. And there was a reason why I wanted to do them, which was I wanted to challenge myself and see... um, you know, because look, man, I I, tr- I I taught myself how to do this. I trained myself. I came into this with no with media experience of building a brand. First, we feast that was about food and spirits, but not like I'm not a sommelier. Like I didn't go to a bunch of classes and drink a bunch of wine and take a bunch of tests. And I've said for many many years that the fundamentals to my whiskey tasting is all about memories and experiences. It's not about tasting notes. It's not about identifying this versus that. So knowing that I take a different approach to it, um, which is not linear, I wanted to see how I would do with judging spirit, judging spirits in a competition. What I found was, you know, um, I mean, or at least what I can say is that other people thought I was really good at it because there's one part that's, trying the thing, tasting the thing, taking notes, scoring it. But then the other part of it is, in most cases, um, they work, you're, you're at a table with a group of judges, right? So, um, and it's set up very similar to the way that we do our barrel picks in that you got to come to a con- some kind of a consensus, All right. right? And you're going to plus things up. Because someone that you value someone's opinion at the table, you're going to have your own opinion, right? But like one of the things that always, to me, got our barrel picks over the top was that I always thought that Pierre had a a really excellent analytical palette. And he was always very quick and very knowledgeable and he knew the brands and he understood the styles. And so even when there was a scenario where we were like, oh, well, what do you think about this and that? And if it was something we picked that Pierre didn't pick, like my rule was always... If Pierre picked something that didn't get out of the first round, it needed to go back into the second round to be blinded again, right? Because I trusted him and trusted everything he did. And so when you get to these tables now and you're in these competitions, you have people who have different skill sets that you sit at the table with. This guy might be like know everything about sake to your left. The guy to your right might know everything about rum. You may be the only person who has knowledge of whiskey, and really understanding, but you're trying all these things, you have skills, and you got to work together. So everyone's going to give their rating for the most part, right? Everyone's going to give their rating. And then you're going to talk about it. Well, I gave it to this, I gave it to this, I, you know, I gave it a, you know, and the range is, is, is usually, um, it, there's two different styles, but there's usually bronze, silver, gold, and no, and no metal. And then some places just do silver, gold, no metal. So no metal means there's something wrong with this product, right? <laughs> like, like, Go back to the charm board. <laughs> no, it, it just means there's something flawed with the product. Like, like you're used to that. There's too much heads in this. There's too much tails. Um, it tastes funny. Is the bottling off? Like, there's something wrong with it. Like, there, there's a real problem with it. You need to. You should look at it. And 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 now, as a distiller, if you if they get a no metal on their sheet. And that doesn't mean everyone gave it a no metal, but if someone gives it a no metal and you get that feedback, now as a distiller, you're going to go back and be like, <clears throat> should we change the cuts? What about our water source? Um, 
you know, like any of the things that might be scientific that could contribute to, you know, is our yeast, are we using good enough yeast? Should we use non-GMO corn? What are the things that you're doing from a technical aspect of production that could that could mess your mess your thing up? All right. Bronze is like, okay, it's totally fine. If they have a bronze in a competition, it's fine. It exists. It's in a bottle. It's yeah. drinkable. Yeah. Three breakfast. Silver, silver, means, <laughs> silver means it is an appropriate representation of the style. Right? Right. So, you know, let's say if we were taking a bourbon because we all drink bourbon, right? Okay. Does, does it taste like bourbon? Right? Like, does it taste like bourbon and would you drink it? Yes, it tastes like bourbon. There's nothing foul about it. It represents the style. I would 100% drink it. I would buy this bottle, right? Gold means this is a, I think this is a really good representation of this particular style. So in a spirits competition, think about it, right? You could be a really excellent um, bourbon uh, distillery, and get a silver, which means you're representative of that style and, it, and it's a good product, but it's not amazing. And that could be a 10-year-old, 10-year-age bourbon. And then you could be a, RT, you know, a, a spritz, a spritzer, RTD cocktail, a liqueur, and you could get a double gold, which means everyone voted it gold because it's just really great for what it is, right? You're not judging these things like bourbon versus... You know, you know something else. Bourbon versus scotch. Bourbon versus rum. Vodka versus you know, you know tequila. It's just a represent. Is it an excellent representation of the style and of the style? Okay. Wow. So I actually never knew that. Me so, either. So I'm, 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 I'm really glad you broke that down. And I guess my my follow up to that is, do you see that these awards actually drive decision making? And, and I guess the second part of that question is, do you think it should? I think that they, right, like the labels, like marketing and advertising is so powerful that I think it reaffirms people's decisions to have purchased or not purchase a bottle based on the price point. Sure. Right. So there's that. What I think it definitely drives is um, funding. Right. So um, let, let's use a, 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 a newer example. Um, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, right? Blue Run Spirits. Yep. Got a double gold in for one of their one of their 13 year old um, products, one of their original releases. I think it was two or three years ago. And that allowed, that was a validation for them as a company. We have this awesome product. Right. It raised awareness of their product to consumers. But what it really did was allow them to walk out and say, um, we have a real company. We have a real idea. We have a real brand. It's resonating with people who judge this stuff professionally. Right. And I'm sure that what that did was help them get funding for their startup company, which then two years later was sold to Molson Coors for an undisclosed amount of money. But in that time, <laughs> right, in that, in that time, what it did was it gave them the freedom and the leeway to do all sorts of cool and interesting things that consumers then ended up being like, oh, I love that, right? Dope. Like, 
don't tell me that everyone who's out there has a bottle of Blue Run 13, you know, 13 year from the first first or second batch mm. that they released because most people don't. I still don't even have that bottle anymore. I, I do, but it was fantastic. Know. Small I had stuff. a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people bought Reflection. A lot of people bought Emerald Rye. A lot of people bought High Rye Bourbon. A lot of people bought, you know, dot, dot, dot. And that was because the company was able to use the accolades to help them like grow as a company. And yeah. part of that help yeah. is being able to go to potential investors and say, yo, like we just be, we just became the most, you, you know, like we got the top award of all the whiskeys in the world at the San Francisco world wine and spirits festival. Yeah. So yeah. like we're, do, we're, we're clearly doing something. Exactly. So what, well, you know, you know, while we on blue run for a minute, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a pause. Yeah. It, um, so we were a part of a project, you know, their, their children program and we, you know, did a, a TSR project. TS, yeah. TSR product. And so we picked a single barrel for, for um, a blue run for, for TSR. So, you know, can we talk about that a little bit? Not for, but with, but with, 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 yeah, with, with, with. You got to phrase that correctly. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, we do it together. Um, Well, you know that that collab was a um, TSR plus Black and Brown and Brody. Yes, sir. Brody, a whiskey, a whiskey and JoJo joint. I love, I love, I love Brody, man. Yeah, Brody's dope. Yeah, he's good, good dude, man. So, um, and like, I just love picking this single barrel, right? So. Blue Run obviously is a non-distiller producer. Um, they have people that work for them who have helped distill barrels that have been stashed away in different places. Um, and then they have Trey Wade, who to me is like a cheat code um, for their business. Definitely because level up. Because he understands, he understands marketing, number one, um, in, in that regard, right? He understands whiskey. That's another. That's an. That's another thing. He's knowledgeable about whiskey, um, but he also understands. I think he he's been to enough places and done enough things. He understands the experiential side. So even though they don't have a distillery, right? It wasn't like like we went somewhere like we normally would, and like we took the photos. We're in the Rick House. We're doing this. We're doing that. The the experience that he set up for us to select the single barrels and the in the samples that he brought for us to select from were of the highest quality. And I had such a great time. We, I personally, you oh, know, you guys can too. tell me what you think. Yes, sir. But I personally had such a great time selecting that single barrel yeah. because he, because of the experience that he curated. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was and, it was super dope, and I and I think you know uh, you know uh, we said this I think you know maybe you said it or whatever but you know it was a room you know uh, of of you know you know can I speak Frank for a minute please you be know, frank of, dog. of us you know what I'm saying speak frank, was, speak well yes sir so it was it was of us you know what I'm saying it wasn't like you know we were in a room that it was you know you know people representing us it was us. You know what I mean? And we kind of picked the, you know, it was led by us. We picked the barrel and, and now it's, you know, available on your store. You know what I'm saying? So I think what my cousin story. is trying to say, it yeah. was like, it was one of the refreshing yeah. things we wanted to see in the industry that we kind of created. Yes, in the yeah, I, and I it kind of felt like, you know, we don't normally have the floor like that. You know what I mean? We don't normally have the floor nope. with, um, 
you know, just the program was, you know, was, uh, you know, was built. And, you know, usually it's kind of like, OK, hey, you know, back in the corner, you know, you know, we let you guys shine. But it was everybody there was people that we know, people that we trust. And this it was a dope experience. And it was it was it was a very good um, opportunity for for you and for for uh, for Trey. Yeah, it felt very for us by us. Yes, sir. Yo, Fubu for real, dog. That yes, shit was one hundred percent fire. You know, yeah. and, and so I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just say that, and I know that right. I, I hate to say this, and I, like I hate to have to, to to bring any kind of weird little negativity in. Sure, it, but yeah. no, please, no, no, please I, do I, it. I know, it helps clean I, things I up. There's some like there's some people I know it really bothers them at their heart because this isn't the first time, right? Like when we did the alpha, for instance, when we did, which was fantastic, you know, fantastic. Yeah. The alpha was not the first single barrel released in the uh, um, barrel strength single barrel released from um, uh, from Elijah Craig, but it was the first one that was bottled, and I know that for a fact. I right. know that for a fact, right? And yet, even when we went on our site and made our little claim. Oh, this is the first one that was that was bottled, right? I had all kind of people in my DMs that fit a very specific profile, <laughs> white guys, um, telling me why my claim was not correct. And what I have noticed over the last three years is there's the there there's always people trying to tell me why the thing that I'm saying that I did was not actually what it was, right? And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, where are you coming from? Because I'm not in your personal like that. I'm not looking at your Instagram. I'm not looking at what you're doing and saying, oh, well, you made this claim. I'm here to disprove it and discredit you. Right, right, right. Right. But I feel very proactively and I have for the last three years that there are people who are always trying, like, no matter what we do at TSR, no matter what good it is for the, co- the community or the this, there's that. I'm always getting DMs from people who are trying to discredit what we're doing and being like, whoa, hold on there a second there, Calvin. Right. So all I got to say is I know or I feel in my heart that there's people out there who will not buy this bottle because they don't like subconsciously, subliminally, and, and they would never be able to put a finger on it for themselves. They don't like what it stands for. Well, I don't like the idea that a bunch of black guys got in a room with a major brand that was sold by Molson Coors and were the first retail place to release said said style of bottle from that program. But but it's dope bourbon, and if they don't, if that holds them up, they're going to miss out on yeah, a good product. It's okay going to be a dodo bourbon. But I'm okay. With, but I'm okay with that because I don't live for I don't live for those people, and I honestly don't give a shit about their opinion in 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 this regard, which is that. I don't like you don't have to buy for I've said this for, for as long as we've been in business. You don't have to buy from me. We're not for everyone. And if you're the type of person and, and we're not for you, yo, it's cool. It's cool. No, no sweat. Let's yeah. let's keep, let's yeah, keep it. Well, well, welcome to real talk. Yeah, yeah real man, talk. With know, OJ. We, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and again, I hate I hate to have to make this point, but I but I think it's important to make it because like 
we gotta we gotta write it down. We gotta say what it is. Oh, that's y'all. That's us, dog. We you know we something like a city too, hey, baby. Man, yeah, man, we the city too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's we, y'all. Okay. We, we got crime. You got crime. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't know. I don't know if I'd say we got crime. I'd say we got police. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, then we got some too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's universal, baby. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, oh, yeah, man. I, so I, I want to say real I quick. Make it, I don't want to make it negative, and I don't want people to be like, <laughs> "No, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Why? Why they always gonna? Why they always gonna make it racial? And why they always gonna make it this? And why they always gonna make it that?" All I'm saying is, I think it's important that we point out what it really is because I want to keep it real with people. Yeah, yeah. And I want to, I want to tell them what my experience has been yeah. in the three years that I've been doing this. Yeah. But more importantly than all that is not the people who who have opted not to participate. Not because it makes them feel away, or not because they don't understand what we are. Yeah. What's more important than that was the room that was there, the people that we assembled, the quality of the of the spirit that we picked. And I'm just like, yo, man, it's there's really- not a lot of sing. I ain't got a lot of single barrels left in me, is what I feel. <laughs> I don't know that I got a lot left in me. Like yo, this my- is close to a. This is like a friggin' mic drop. My, my clip is getting empty. You know what I'm saying? I'm chambering my last man. rounds. Yeah, I mean, there's like a gingerbread note in this that is just, it's just really good, man. I'm telling you. I mean, if you haven't gotten a bottle of this, do yourself a favor. You're I'm missing out. You. I'm telling you. And, and by the way, I mean, I'm I know it's pricey, but it, I, but it's out the door. Right, out the door. It's out the door. Out the door. So two hundred bucks out the door, right? Yeah. But the but the reality is right. So I mean, you t- we we talk about allocated but, bottles. We talk about hunting prime stuff, yeah. right? I mean, we go to TSR because they pick single barrels. We talk about single barrels because once you get it, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is fire. This it's a dodo, dodo bird, yeah. right? Everything it, yeah. TSR picks, we know their palates. Yeah. We know what they're well, doing. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we were only half the table, so you know, I, I remember. You know, years ago, when I when I pulled y'all out the trap, yeah, you know, out the trap, dog, out the back, mud, out the mud, elevated people, the game. Back when back, back when people were living outside of Gunwave and New Haven, and I was like, hard hitting New Britain. And I was like, come 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 with me, I'm gonna show you the way. Yo, Yo. Right here, take the take the blue lightsaber, don't take the red lightsaber. See what I'm saying? Everybody knows Star Wars, you know? baby. And here we are. You guys are no slouches. You guys are no you you guys aren't slouches. Yeah. You have been, you have been trying everything for years. You have picked more single barrels than most people at this point Oof. in your careers. And, you know, we got a good vibe between all of us when we go. And this is, I always, you know, this is one of the things, man. If it ain't a good time, you're going to pick trash whiskey. That's true Uh-oh. story. True Uh-oh. story. Yeah. Right? True story. So every time we get together, every time we get together with Pierre, with whoever else comes with us, we have a blast. We're blast, laughing, bro. We're laughing. We're joking. You know, we're 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 sharing camaraderie. We're sharing fellowship. It's Kim folk. You know, oh, like, did you see he dropped yeah. a bar? He dropped the bar. Yeah, and he I feel and another. I feel that is in this bottle for sure. Yes, I feel yes. that is in this bottle. You know, I'm I'm gonna have to go on wax and say because you know you talked about when we got together. Um, Silverback talked about where we were at, how it went down. And I was kind of feeling some kind of way because they put us in a room with a bunch of monkeys hanging out on the chandeliers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, okay, that was the decor. However, however, like we always do when we get together, we picked a banger. And Whiskey and JoJo was an add to the group. You know what I'm saying? We did some things. But this pick is fire. And I was I was kind of like, I, I didn't remember what it was like when we picked it. But when I tasted it again, choice, hold me down. But I tasted it again, ridiculous. 
Yeah, because you know, again, we've we've done, I guess, with you guys, four barrel picks, three that have actually been released. Actually, got to us. One, no, one no, disappeared. Four. Yeah, one disappeared. No, four. So we yeah, did, so we did, we did Bainbridge, we did Woodenville and Chill. Yep. We did the Old Elk, which is the lost one that That's never the, lost, the never, lost barrel that 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 disappeared. And then we did this, and and I think on the first two. I could not quite remember how good they were. And yeah. then when we got them, we were like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. I remember it being good. Yeah. And this one, I, I don't know if it was like that recency bias, but for oh. this one, when we had it, um, you know, at the tasting and when we got it, it was very consistent with exactly what I remembered. It was not a surprise for me dope. that this was good. The Ichiro, yeah. I was 1,000% surprised at how good it really was. I still, yes. love, I still love that. This bottle. one, okay. I mean, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I remember. This one, I think, actually is one of those barrels, and this will happen, um, where it got better between the time we picked it and the time it got bottled. Oh yeah. So that small amount of time. It's an extra three months of aging. That extra three months of aging, <laughs> because with the, just think of this happens sometimes too, and it and it and it, it kind of, it's like the extra three months of aging was over the summertime. <laughs> right. Oh, that weather. Nice yeah. And hot. Yeah. And the summertime is your you know is your expand. Right. Right. The wintertime is your contract, and so when you hit that summertime and you get that expand. I think like that gets most of the that gets mo- that's most of the work that it's doing for the year, right? Right. The, the that's contract. The overtime. It's the overtime, right? The contract is the settle, right? Like the contract. The winter time is when the whiskey comes out. It settles. It 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 becomes stable, right? If we want to start talking about this as chemistry, Ooh, I like the it. expand when it's hot is when. You're going to take on new flavors. You're going to take on you know, more mouthfeel, more oak, more this, more like you're going to you're going to do the expand. So it's going to most of the aging is in the hot months. Mm. So when you pick something right that you've gotten a sample of before the summertime and they barrel it after the summertime, it usually tastes to me a, a lot better. Oh. When you pick something that you gets bottled after the wintertime, but before the summertime, it pretty much like tastes like it's exactly the same. That's a bar. That's a super oh, bar, dog. I never thought yeah, of that. Me either, dude. And so, and 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 this pick was yo. This a master class. Yeah, man. So when did yeah. we do it? It was like it was like May, April, May. Yeah, it was like April, May. Yeah, right. yeah. And then they yeah. bottled it. And then they bottled it in September. So oh, so it would get a little bit more flossy. Wow. Look, man. Look, look. I didn't get into this whiskey game to be no sugar cooked together, man. <laughs> you, you did not come here. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. There's levels. There's levels. Yeah, there. man. So you know, people, he, he, said people, he said he's qualified, dog. There, he yeah. said he's qualified. People are just out there taking pictures, pretending they're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And some people are actually doing what we're doing. Yeah, but yep. you know, you know, uh, you said some early and, uh, earlier, and um, and I totally agree. Because, like, you know, whenever you, you know, you can write down your tasting notes. You can write down, oh, your cinnamon, oak, whatever. But, you know, but but when you taste something and it takes you back to the time that you had it initially, that's something totally different. I mean, that's memory. Like, because, you know, the minute that, you know, we, we shared it last week, you know, we, you know, I, I think we posted on our story. Um, it took me back to the time. It took me back to the time we picked it, the time, the, the good time we had, the, the good food that we had. I mean, that food was dope. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the, any of that, but um, just, you know, it was just a, a good kinfolk experience. 
You know what I mean? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It was good. It was good. I mean, it's like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, this, you know, this hit my palate a certain way. It was more about the experience of, 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 you know, you know, picking this, uh, this exceptional, exceptional whiskey. Yeah. Exceptional. Yeah. And that's what I want. You know, it's like, this is right. Like all, all of these things we're talking about today are about really like all the reasons that, that we're, we gravitate towards towards american whiskey yeah right and like that's what it's all about to me and like you know being homies with you guys working with you guys and us being more than just like oh i'm coming on your podcast talk but us being friends and all that this is what it's all about and this is what makes these bottles special otherwise they're just products right yeah and oh if if you can't when you select them and when you share them with people and the time you spend all of that stuff is important and it's also primary to me. Right. So like, yeah, you can pull out a bottle right now of, you know, I don't want to name any, any brands and have them all in their feelings. Like, yo man, why'd you, why'd you say that about this? But you can pull out any allocated expensive <laughs> bottle that I have no connection to, right. That I have no connection to other than as a consumer. Right. And I can be like, yes, this is good. Right. This is one thing I heard. In, in um, that my man David Tao was talking to this other guy I forget his name but he was like oh you know the single barrels are dead because you know do you really think that you're going to go be able to pick a barrel better than you know Drew Maysville at Buffalo Trace or this one at that one or blah 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 and I was like look on the one hand I get it these people are professionals they've been doing this their whole life when they're when they're when they're doing their thing but that's such an uh, like a, a weirdo objective way of looking at a product and being like well, the thing I have no connection to is better than the thing I have a connection to. Mm. The question to me is whether you have the right people in the room and, and whether you make the connection, right? Like if you don't have the right chemistry in the room and the right electricity and whatever, then yeah, you get you get whatever you get. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, but when you put the super friends together, then you <laughs> yeah. always get you always get a superior product. Yo, I pack my cape and I'm ready to roll. Bro. There just ain't a lot of super friends out there, man. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fake superheroes out there. Well, well, yeah, whenever you whenever you throw up the light, dog, uh, black and brown is always there. <laughs> by, by the way, man, we 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 didn't ask you this. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I got a few different things, man. I'm so I got Kinfolk. I got the, I, I I took a couple nips of the Kinfolk um <sighs> because um, you know, we're going to be bottling it soon. We're going to, you know, I I obviously did the um the formulation um, we're rebarreling it, and you know I've settled on we settled on a proof 118 that I thought was great, but I like to keep taking nips just in case to see if maybe I might want to change the proof a little bit. Stop tweaking the recipe, uh, yeah, dog. It's, it's perfect. I'm it's perfect. You, stop I'm tweaking the recipe. Drinking our, I'm also drinking our OKI Rye single barrel. Oh, um, yo. I had some of that last week. Fan, it's fantastic. Yes, I broke sir. I broke it out on my birthday, dog. Yes, it's sir. 100% great. rye, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's so 100% good. rye. I like it. It's got a lot of like, you know, I'm not, it's it's not the style that I tend to like. No. Yeah. Like, True. It's got, it's like a little apple fruity. A lot kinda, of fruit. That's lot what, of fruit. I think that's with, what you said, back. Yep. I did. You know, I did. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more like, you know, I like that. I like the vanillas. I like the. The other, I like the vanilla style. I like the tobacco. I like the leather. I like those kind of things, right? But this is a, it's a, it's a nice departure from the norm, though, and it doesn't, it doesn't detract from what you're normally looking for. Yeah. It's a, it's a good pour, dog. Y'all did well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm happy with it. So I'm drinking that. I'm also drinking um, this um, Copper and Kings um, bourbon um, that they I randomly showed up at my house out of the blue on some like, thank you for your support. <laughs> so um, wh- what I didn't really realize, what I didn't realize this year is that I just went from a, uh, you know, like some random Instagram dude who had a business to being like a guy, I guess, who puts people on. Like I never really thought, thought about it like that. So this year has also been different for me because now I'm just getting all sorts of product in a mail invited to all these different events you know people want me to be there and all that stuff and I never really had thought about that and that was never really my my intent and so I'm getting all this product you know because sometimes I write and you know for Vine Pear Bon Appetit this and that um, and, I'm, and I'm trying to drink through it and th- but I think about it like when I get the product should we carry it in the in the, in the shop oh I gotcha I'm not really looking at it like oh am I going to write an article on this but I'm just getting all of this new stuff and it's just like, it's just hard to, to try it all and stay on top of it all because I'm not really a journalist at heart anymore. I'm retired from that game. Well, check but it I'm out. This uh, new, real quick though. This and Kings too. If, if you need us, if you need us to help you out with, um, you know, not being all into it, you know, black and Brown will support you and anything you need us to taste. It will give you our notes. And, and for these events, if you need to plug one, I got you dog. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Hey, so so OJ, you know this is season ten in Nim, and we have we have a new segment for this season. I didn't give you a heads up on this, and, but and you're Nim. <laughs> by the way. I, I, look, I'm a I'm a fan, so I've been listening. So I'm my ready. man, okay, my guy. So you know we got to know what Nim thinks tonight, right? <laughs> I mean, and tonight since you Nim, we gonna get this off the dome. How you feel right? about the busters in okay. the industry? Yeah. Hold <laughs> yeah. <on>. Let me- <laughs> Let me yeah. pour myself some of this blue run. Yeah, pour, 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 pour up that blue run because I think you're going to need it because, you know, our category. Yeah. And by the way, by Ooh, the that's way, nice. the, 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 the pink butterfly. Yeah, it the hits. Secret, the secret to that, we're not really going to talk about it, but it's October, the pink butterfly. Exactly. No. exactly. Everybody yeah. knows. We represent. Yep. I, I love that butterfly. Um, but for season 10 of NIM, what does NIM think? We got OJ Lima from Taste Select Repeat on, from also from Kinfolk Trust. Ooh. And what we, a lot of they, what about hey, you heard we, it first? We, we, we shine it. What a lot of our listeners I might have um, to edit that out, huh? may or may not know about OJ is that he is, you got that guy at school, right? You guys all went to college, right? You got He's that guy, guy. Who, who's hanging out. Hanging out at night playing video games, but secretly getting his work done. <laughs> That's OJ you know for saying? real. That's OJ, bro. De- Dean's list. The smart guy, right? <laughs> so OJ is a is an, is an Ivy League graduate. Dean's list dime dropper is oh, what they call him oh, on the court. Dude, two, two times. times. Two, oh, times. two times. Two times. Yeah, he'll say two times. <laughs> All right. So 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 drop bars. So back, so back, Ivy back. League. You were you went to UPenn undergrad. UPenn under UPenn undergrad. Columbia graduate school. Columbia grad school. Ooh. Two times. That boy smart. Two times. Wow. Wow. So no Cornell in there, right? I mean, you said. Come on, man. That's a, Cornell's a safety school. <laughs> oh, wow. He said that earlier. Like, what? what? <laughs> All right. So, so, so Cornell's where you go if you don't get in. So, so, so OJ, I mean, we, we need your help, man. We want to know what Nim thinks. You know, we, we have a we have a thing on Black and Brown where we like to, to pair distilleries with certain institutions, right? We we've done a blue uh, uh, a Wu Tang Clan as Buffalo Trace blah blah blah. We've we've done a lot of things like that. I want to know from you what do you think if we were to go to Ivy League schools? I want to know what distillery each okay. Ivy League school would be. Right? Ooh, so, ooh. so so we're gonna start this off with 
your alma mater, one of your alma maters, uh, Columbia. What okay. distillery would Columbia University be? I like this. I like this. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Columbia is going to be is Brown Foreman. Okay. Oh, oh so Foreman. Brown Foreman is okay. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm curious. Because because they're in New York City and they own a lot of property and they got a lot of money, right? <laughs> and it's like just like Brown Foreman is is is, is their core product. Is Jack Daniels, and that's the number one joint out there. That's a big. That's like. They're big, right? They're yeah. New York City, baby. Okay, I like that. I like, I like that. I like that. All right. So, good start. Good start. So how about, I mean, obviously, everybody talks about Harvard, right? Harvard is the deal. So what distillery, what bourbon distillery would be equivalent to Harvard? <laughs> That's an interesting one, right? The easy, the easy way to go with that, right? I know my answer. Me too. The easy way to go with that is... To say that is Buffalo Trace, <laughs> but obviously, okay. obviously. But, here's, here's the contrarian. But, here's the contrarian. But, but cheers on that. I one. really think Buffalo Trace is Yale because Yale is like, yo, our shit don't stink. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. Okay, so we got two answers like, there. Our so. shit don't stink. There's not. You can't tell us shit. We're not changing anything. We're not doing anything. So, I really think that Buffalo Trace is Yale. Harvard, <laughs> to me. <laughs> Woo! Um, what am I gonna go with for Harvard? I think that Harvard is really the old, right? Like they're really kind of like the oldest, 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 right? Right. So I right. Think about it more about age and not in terms of and not in terms of attitude. Come on, man! Stop we stumped them. Huh? Stop stalling, we, dog! We stop them, stop, stop stalling! Come with the heat! No, you didn't stop me. What's the oldest? What's the oldest? Heaven man? Hill. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got the double H's. And it's the double H's, right? So I, I actually, I really like that answer. I do like that answer. And I am okay with Yale being Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of fire. I like that. What about Princeton? What would you say Princeton is in terms of a, a, a whiskey distillery? That's that's easy. That's Willet. Yeah. Dude, I was just getting, I was just getting ready to that's say Will that. It. It's Willet. Princeton yeah. is like Princeton is like this big. It's like it's like literally this big. It's it's basically in the shadow of Rutgers. Oh right, right. Wow. It's right in the shadow of Rutgers. It's real small. It's real prestigious. You know, so that's 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 Willet, right? Yep. And that's no shade. That's just saying what it is, right? Yeah. Willet is no, a great just, distillery. You know, they're they're tiny. It's closed. It's hard to get into, right? Yeah, but it's not. It's not, and and they have no aspirations of right. Like Princeton is is basically a college, just not a university. No, mm. oh, yeah, wow. interesting. Okay, okay. No. Hey, so they labels. have no aspirations of being like the other people in the in the in the in the Ivy League of being bigger, of being better, of being better. They're just like we're dope at what we do. Hey, and this is it. By the way, we're, none of us on this podcast are even smart enough to know the difference between a college and a university. So that so that, so that, that gives you where we are. A, a, a college doesn't have graduate programs, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you would have had to. <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right. So, you already, you already, oh, you Princeton, already. Princeton is technically a university, but the reality is they're really, a, 
Like, it's Princeton University, but they're really a college. Okay, got it, got it. All right, so you already fired shots at um, my wife's alma mater in, in the college the university where Bill's fraternity was founded. Yeah, yeah, Cornell. Yeah, yeah. We, but, yeah we had this conversation already. So, so what distillery would Cornell University be? Cornell. Uh, <laughs> is that Dickel? Oh is, it, is it Dickel? <laughs> He's no. a smoke wagon. <laughs> Cornell, Cornell's like that brand that's always trying too hard. <laughs> Oh, so it is Dickel. Try to be something. Try to be something. <laughs> Try to be something. All right. Oh, you crazy, man. Y'all crazy. Cornell, let's see. Let me think about that one, man. Cornell. Oh, geez. Trying too hard. Yeah. So anything yeah. that's finished? Anything, any product that's finished? Yeah. Cornell is literally like, it, it is, is, a, is, a, is like a distillery that only does Amburata finish. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to pass on that. We're going to pass on that because we don't want to get you in trouble. But all right. Last one. That's funny. Obviously, uh, one that's near and dear to your heart, um, you and the, uh, what was it, the 45th president, I think, went here? Um, you pinned. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no such thing. <laughs> Radio so, silence. No such thing. So Radio 44 silence. and then there's 46. <laughs> All right, so the University of Pennsylvania, what distillery is you pinned? Oh, here we go. Here we go, Homer. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Yeah. Dissing on Cornell. Yeah, he's probably going to be like, here rock. You know, something like yeah. that. Nah, man. Nah, you know what UPenn is? UPenn is MGP. Oh, oh, so they wow. sourcing the whole game. Oh, so you because, saying because oh, this is a, this is a bar? I, I hear it coming. Here it comes. Because because quiet is kept. They run in the whole shit. Oh, really? you know, damn. They're younger. They're younger than these other companies, but they got a wide reach, right? Like this is what what people don't realize about University of Pen- when I went to University of Pennsylvania. It was a school that you. If you were smart, but you didn't want to go to a nerd school, then you would apply to UPenn because you could get in, but you could still party. Uh. <laughs> right? You could still party. But they had a huge, the, the, but the U, UPenn as a college in terms of undergraduate was a sliver of the actual university. The big thing about UPenn was the graduate school, you know, Wharton, uh, the medical school, all of the graduate programs. There was like this massive school there that you never understood when you were in college and MGP is just like that like they got product but then little do you know like three quarters of the industry that people don't, that people never put it together is all MGP and that's that, how Penn, that's the, a, biggest, the biggest endowment the biggest endowment that's a bar <laughs> let me throw one more let me throw one more out here for you yeah <laughs> We're going to go, let's go, let's go to the West Coast. Because my question for you guys is who's, the only other, the, the only other people we got to put in here is who's Stanford? Stanford. Oh. Well, the ACC now, which stands for I mean, the All know, Coast look, Conference. That's not, that, that's not Ivy. That's not Ivy. It's not no, Ivy. It's not Ivy, man. Yeah, it's like a public it's, Ivy. It's West Coast <laughs> Ivy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Stanford is like um, High West. It's like, it's dope, but it's out there and nobody's really checking for it. But if you check for it, it's really dope. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Stanford might be Blue Run. Oh, okay. Mm. Stanford could be Savage and Cook. Why, why you say Blue Run, though? I'm curious. Because 
one day they were just like, you know, part of the UC system, and the next day they were fucking kings. <laughs> That's dope. You know? Besides, where's, where's Montgomery live? Where's my Montgomery live? He live he's out, he's LA, out on the man. West Coast? Yeah, yeah. LA, yeah. He's out on the West Coast? Yeah. I love that. I'm just saying. Well, we didn't cover, what we didn't do is... Uh, Who's brown and who's darkness? Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but, you know. And, and, um, and that, in a nutshell, is, is, explains itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dartmouth is still a college, for sure. <laughs> Dartmouth yes. is Dartmouth College. Yeah. I know that. Um, by the way, they are, Dartmouth, the, they are the least Dartmouth recognized is, Dartmouth Ivy. Is Hill, Dartmouth is Hill Rock, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, hey, and Hill Rock is dope. Yeah. All yeah. right, so who is brown? <laughs> well, this is tough, because that's my hometown. Okay. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's, you go, that's, yeah, that's, that's my hometown. I'm right from Providence. Right in the city, yo. Right, right. in P town. So, yo, the funny shit was when I grew up, right? I went to Moses Brown, which was the basically like the Brown University High School, and my parents were like, my mom in particular was like, I really want you to go to Brown. Now, of course. Like, There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not staying home, <laughs> mom. I gotta branch out. Nah, man. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta go to Philly. I gotta go to a black city. I gotta go to a black town. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, but you went to a BWI though. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I could have gone to Lincoln. I, gone to yeah. so I didn't have the scores. I didn't have the scores to get into Temple. Um, damn, who is Brown? Brown is to me like they're so. Brown is awesome in a in a in a different way because like you know they have a, like a, they you can opt to be non graded. They got a touchy feely system. They also had an awesome radio station, WBRU, 360 Degrees, Black Experience and Sound that everyone lived for in the East Coast back in the day. Like, it was the place that did all the artistic stuff, but did it at the highest level. Wow. Okay. So that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I got to think about that one. That one is, what is Brown? Damn. Brown Foreman. man. No, <laughs> Brown Foreman's Harvard. That might be Kinfolk Trust right there, man. That might be Kinfolk Trust. Oh, that's a stunt. That's a yeah, full I stunt. A lot of respect. I got a lot of respect for. Brown. I got a lot of respect for Brown and everything they do over there because they're always ahead of the curve on education and humanity. So you got to you got to respect that. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's dope. dope. Well, hey, man, this hey, was man, this was awesome, fire, man. man. What does Nim think? Nim knows a lot about education, man. OJ Lima, <laughs> aka Leonardo DeWince, the whiskey. Uh, yeah, it was fire. Yeah, that was dope, man. So, um, for for our listeners, one more time before we get out of here, tell them where they can find you, where they can find maybe Kentro, Ken, Ken, Ken Folk Trust, Spit it and out. where they Spit can it. find Taste Select Repeat. He's like, all right. So look, Knee Rocks Cocktail on Instagram. Um, I don't fuck with Twitter musically, because we know <laughs> that deal is. Um, uh, let's see. Taste Select Repeat, uh, we're, we're everywhere. We're on Facebook. It's it's Taste Select Repeat everywhere. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on LinkedIn. If you happen to be um, business-minded. And, uh, you know, the LinkedIn stuff that we do is more about the business of the business. So if you're interested in the behind-the-scenes, behind-the-curtain stuff, then you catch us there. Um, the Kinfolk Trust is... It's, uh, you know, by invite only. It's by invite only right now. So you just got to wait. You just yeah, gotta wait. Yeah, TBD. You know, like, we're, in a, not, we're in a good spot right now. You know, we talked about it before, but really, like, it really is a passion project. 
it's not a thing. I didn't, I didn't come on here to talk to you guys about it and be like, hey, new company alert. Like, check it out. Like, you know, get your checkbooks ready, blah, blah, blah. It's literally a passion project um, that I'm being led down a road by people that I love to work with, people who are, I'm fortunate enough to have been like, I want to help you with the thing. So it's really a passion project and it's going to just roll like a passion project. That's dope, man. That's Very real dope, dope, man. Dope, man. Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, okay. But you'll probably see it in the beginning of December. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, so OJ Lima, man, we appreciate you coming through. Hey, man, man. always a pleasure, brother. Always, hey, always. By the way, can I say one more thing before we left? Yeah, man, spit your bars, dog. I don't know what the fuck they're doing down there at the at the at um what you call, but y'all should have been podcasting a year. Oh man, hey man, like, I'm literally I can't wait to go there and meet the people who make those decisions. So I can, <laughs> yeah, vanilla my snow, make house in snow. Bro, bro, bro we, <laughs> applause for that. Applause yeah. for that. Yeah, bro, bro, we needed you at the awards show, man, so you could go full on Kanye West. <laughs> Yeah. And, and <laughs> it a I'm gonna let y'all finish. <laughs> it would have been, been a full on scene. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, look, man, this is the one thing about us is like sometimes, like, we gotta be humble. We gotta be humble, right? Because we're we're masking our discontent with humility yeah. and being like, it's okay, we'll get them next time, and this and that. But I'm here to say it right now, 100%. Y'all should have gotten that award. You deserve that award. Your podcast is better than the podcast that won. And the fact that these people who judged it didn't recognize it is just, it's a shame on them. And they probably don't want to hear that. But yo, you know what? Diversify the people that are picking your stuff. And then maybe we'll get actual real results based upon what the people think. Because that, was, that shit was a modern day Othello. <laughs> No way. Disrespect to the people who won. You can, I listen to that podcast. I worked at media for decades. No way you can tell me that that podcast is better than your podcast. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that. Oh, man. And, and like my man Sway says, and we have nothing that. left to say. You cannot tell me that. Yo, OJ is on one, man. So, hey, to our listeners, man, two things. Number one, vote for the Black and Brown podcast. <laughs> Number two, stay black, keep it brown. Shop at TSR, man. Taste like repeat. 100%, man. Appreciate you, OJ. Cheers, fam. And brothers, brew one drop. Uh, Blue red. Peace. Hey, man.